Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Legendarium Podcast. Make sure you take a minute to subscribe to us on iTunes and now on Stitcher Radio. Like us on Facebook and check out our fantastic website at thelegendariumpodcast.com. Welcome to the Legendarium. Today, Ryan and I discuss Salt Lake Comic Con. We talk about the lines, the booths, the panels, the costumes, and we talk about Comic Con versus Fantasy Con. Hope you enjoy it. I don't know how to intro this. Did I just intro this? I think you just did. Okay. Works uh, for me. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome. Woo. I am Craig. That is... Oh, um, um, Ryan. Yeah. You Ryan. Were, you were always bad at the trivia. Yeah. Um, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's been a long hiatus if you didn't go to Comic-Con. Uh, if you did... <laughs> well, if you did and you came to our podcast, you are one of a very select few. You're either related to somebody who was on the panel or a really good friend, <laughs> one of like three really good friends. But hey, a special thank you to the 21 people we had in the audience. Is that how many it was? It was 21 people. Well, I'll tell you, a lot more than that uh, listened after we were done. So it was mm-hmm. a good day. Um, yeah, the panel, I, I got to say, Saturday was so freaking busy at, at Comic-Con. I'm not... Uh, I'm not that surprised. People were there for other things. There were a lot of people there. There was a huge line outside of our podcast room that, you know, would have been really great. But apparently there was a, a Cyanide and Happiness panel and John Bar- Barrowman at the same time. And, and Heath dreamed me. Just a little bit, you know. Um, well, so anyway, before we get to Comic-Con, because that's what we're doing today, is a quick Comic-Con review. I say quick. I don't really know how quick it will be. Uh, but a little bit of housekeeping. Um, next week. Next week is... What's today? Shoot. Today's the 14th. So next week on the 20th, we are recording the first in our Mistborn series. Uh, now, I've gotten a lot of reaction back from this already. People are excited. Uh, so mark your calendars because on the 20th we're recording and so if it's not up that day it'll be up the next day and uh, we are going to have a ton of fun with it Ryan and I have read Mistborn I've read it multiple times Ryan is currently on his first multiple um, first and- multiple it's like a, an odd double negative almost <laughs> <laughs> this is my, my second time through the series and then uh, Ken and Todd will be joining us and they are going through it for their first time so We'll have a lot of fun. Now, the first week, we are going to be reviewing sections one through three of the first book, The Final Empire, in the Mistborn trilogy. So, uh, if you want to read along with us, read sections one through three of Mistborn, The Final Empire, and that is what we'll be talking about. You can go ahead and finish the book, like I did, but uh, we're going to hold off on talking about that until the next cast. So, we'll be doing Mistborn in two casts. Uh, and seeing how our newbies liked it. I can already tell you Todd is is enjoying it very much, and he's very frustrated by the book, so look forward oh, to some yeah. great pontification there. Good. Uh, another uh, coming up is a fan favorite from a few weeks ago. That was Dr. Matt Woolley. He came on and talked about uh, fairy tales for yes. kids, and he's coming on again to talk about Uh, comic books for kids more free therapy for me (laughs) (laughs) boy do you need it oh yeah 
We'll it, you guys don't on. know the abuse that goes on before we turn on the microphones. Um, so yeah, he's coming back. He was a big hit the last time. Uh, we got a lot of uh, a lot of people tuning in for him. So I'm excited to have him back, and he was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about talking about comic books and kids and uh, how comic books help reading skills literacy how do you spell that l i t r c so i think that's all my housekeeping uh, anything else you want to talk about if you want to dust that shelf it could use it other than that uh nope i'm pretty okay. good all right so comic-con yay um uh, before uh actually this this will be our last housekeeping thing the reason we don't have audio from last week is that we were promised a, uh, a an audio file on a small hard disk. Uh, we did not get that. So, thanks, Comic-Con. Um, <laughs> I thought they said they were going to email it to you. No, they were going to put it on a little card and give it to me. They supposedly ran out of cards, and so they said, oh, we're going to put it up on the website. It'll be there in a week. And I emailed somebody uh, today, yesterday, and they said, uh, I don't know who told you a week, but we'll get it to you. So that's coming. In time for Fanex in April, <laughs> you'll hear our Comic-Con special. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we had a good time with it. We played Nerd Would You Rather uh, with the audience, and I thought it was a, a fun time. There were a so. number of drop-the-mic moments that were less than dropping-the-mic worthy. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, we had fun with it, and it's it's... Uh, you could call it a throwaway episode, and that's fine. If you miss it, I don't think you'll be missing much. But if you listen to it, I think you're going to have some fun with it. Whatever. This, We're so. gonna, if any of our episodes go platinum, that's going to be the one that does it. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Do podcasts go platinum? Is that how that works? I think it is, actually. I th- did you ever see the South Park where uh, Cartman makes a Christian rock album and it goes mer? <laughs> <laughs> I love that episode I have so much. not, but... It's terrible and wonderful. Uh, so the live podcast is coming. So, okay. Now, Comic-Con, we need to actually review this. <laughs> so tell me, Ryan, Comic-Con, yay or nay? Salt Lake Comic-Con, did you enjoy it? Yay! <laughs> I know that that probably That's didn't a sound a ringing as, endorsement. That didn't sound as exciting. The, the beauty of Salt Lake Comic-Con, there is tons there. Tons, 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 tons. Plenty of vendors, plenty of uh, things for you to see, um, but bring money, bring your inhaler if you uh, have any anxiety of being in crowds. <laughs> yes. Um, I think I found this interesting, and being that you haven't been to any, any of the other Comic-Cons, yeah. I know they took some cues from FantasyCon. Yeah. Um, for example, one of the things they did, uh, if you remember when we talked about FantasyCon, they had a, a big ring for people to just uh, oh, lark yeah, each yeah, other. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Comic-Con has never done that. All of a sudden, there's this boxing ring that appears, and they, they had specific pro people. wrestlers, right? Well, they had a pro wrestlers, <laughs> but they also had people in, like, in uh, medieval garb start to beat each other up with yeah. LARP weapons and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, okay. They're, they took a cue of something that was very popular at FantasyCon, and they, they added it. Right. I, I think uh, we're going to see... Um, we're going to see a little bit more of a battle between those two. So I, I, I want to talk about that a little bit later. Um just because I want to talk about Comic-Con first. Right. And then, so we'll establish what we liked and didn't like about Comic-Con. And then maybe we can compare it to Fantasy-Con a little Fine. bit. Fine. Um, Fine, Mr. Taskmaster, <laughs> keeping it on exactly the schedule. Well, come on. I mean, I I have a plan. Anyway. Anyway. um, Lines. 
I want to talk about lines for a second. Um, go so, to Disneyland. Not not listen. Well, if listeners want to go to Salt Disneyland, Lake. Salt Lake Comic Con planners, go freaking to Disneyland and talk to their people about queuing up because you will never see an entity more adept at queuing up large numbers of people and keeping them out of the way than you will at Disneyland. So let me tell you what I saw Thursday. Wow, that light just turned right on, didn't it? I had an idea. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) This room just got a lot brighter. Um, And Okay, anyway. uh, Thursday was a disaster. Uh, It was... It was an absolute disaster. And apparently they just said our funneling system was broken or was never, never whole to begin with. Um, and so nobody could get in. Yeah, I mean, a ton of people did get in. It was really busy. I'd, I'd put it around, you know, between 50 and 60 at least. On 60 Thursday. and 70,000 yeah. people um, on Thursday. It was really busy. And uh, and the line, to give you an idea, if you're not from Salt Lake, uh, you may not know this, if you're from Salt Lake, maybe you do, the convention center where it was held, the, the Salt Palace Convention Center, it takes up two full city blocks. Now, in any city, that would be a large facility, but in Salt Lake City, the blocks are so huge that this is this is no small building, right? This is a, this is a big deal. And the line mm-hmm. on Thursday wrapped all the way around the building. Um, and kind of started doubling back on itself even. Right. And by the end of the day, I mean, you and I left at, what, 7 o'clock or so, and that line was still there. It never went down. People waited for hours upon hours upon hours to get in, uh, and many did not. It was it was nuts. In, oh, yeah. In Salt Lake, I've never seen anything like it um, There's in, only in all my many, many, many years. There's only one other event that goes on in Salt Lake City that garners major lines outside of a building like <laughs> General that. General Conference. <laughs> and uh, they handle it a little bit differently because they have multiple entrances and uh, a different way. The, the way they worked it, because you have to And do... also very polite people waiting to get in because uh-huh. they're in their Sunday best. <laughs> they have... Um, the thing with... One of the issues with the Comic-Con setup, um, again... I, I know we're going to talk about it later. They took another cue from FantasyCon. They moved their entrance this, right, this year over to the south end. Uh, they used to they used to enter. You'd enter in on the south end, but in that foyer area, they had a queue line that you would work your way through there, and they had all their booths uh, to uh, for guest entry and everything um, along that wall. Well, they moved it to the south side um, and cr- opened up this bigger room space for it. Well, the problem with that is you've got four doors that enter in all next to each other. Uh, then you can set up your queue line. So you forced yourself into one long line rather than a series of smaller lines there. Right. Uh, they've The line thing, and they the thing is they came out the following day after that major line and having a lot of people who couldn't get in, a lot of major problems, they issued a public statement saying, look, sorry, our bad. We messed that up real bad. We're really sorry. If you bought a one-day ticket, it's good for, for Friday now. We're going to make sure that it's good for Friday. Um, or, you know, if you want a refund, we'll, we'll do that, but we're going to make sure that you can get in today, you know, for Friday if you want. (laughs) So speaking of Friday, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that was what I saw on Thursday. Here's what I saw on Friday. A joke. It was, um, which, Uh which was fine. I mean, you know, people got in and so that's what was important to them, but shoot high, shoot low. And then the third day you get it in the middle. (laughs) Exactly. So Friday, I mean, they just, they basically threw all the doors open and you know, you had, uh, quote unquote security people at each entrance yelling out armbands or wristbands wristbands and you know people would hold up their wristbands but if you didn't you walked right by mm-hmm. you know there was there was no 
reason that anyone could not have gotten into Comic-Con on Friday. And I just had to chuckle a little bit, you know. Like, it's, it, the PR people are just like, you know, freaking out. Oh, we gotta just, just let them in. Don't care. Just let them in. Today we're just gonna solve... We're, we're gonna, gonna make our money tomorrow, so... Um, yeah, and then like you said, Saturday was was much more organized. There were lines, uh, not nearly as bad as Friday's lines, but yeah, you had to wait to get in. They'd figured out what to do. So um, anyway, they, and the thing was on, on Saturday, they actually at one point um, hit capacity. Uh, the fire marshal shut them down for a little while and said, "No one else in, no one else out." Uh, it happened a little bit later in the afternoon, and I was actually I'd gone to go get some some food at the nearby food court. Uh, because I, I just don't do the convention center pizza and stuff anymore. like that. Um, yeah, the it will. The summer of 2014 will live on in infamy. The force in will flow bathrooms through you. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I went to you there, and then I came back, uh, and I was Craig and I both helped with a little musical number that they were doing. Uh, Boy, to, that was awesome, wasn't it? <laughs> to introduce. Uh, the, the costume, com- costume the, competition, the cosplay yeah. competition. Oh yeah, sorry, cosplay, not costumes. Because costumes are for Halloween, right? Uh, cosplay. So they, we went up there and we did our little music thing. But when I came back from getting lunch uh, to go perform in this cosplay thing, uh, they're like, "No, you can't come in right now. We're capacity. We can't let you in." I'm like, "I'm supposed to be on stage in the main ballroom in like an hour." You do realize that if I'm not there, there's going to be a hole on stage and where I'm supposed to be, right? We can't let you in. We're, we're not allowed to let anyone in. Wait, what, which entrance was this in? This was at the, the, in the main, the, main, the circular okay. entrance there. And I was like, and I just turned to the person there and I said, look, if you want to keep me out, that's fine. Just you need to go explain to that person over there why I can't be in there. And what I'm doing. And they're like, fine, just come in. <laughs> fine, just come in. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the musical number, that was, that was something, wasn't it? It was, fu- it was fun. Um, I didn't learn the words very well. I've I got to be honest. I have to admit, when I got up the two, I started going, <laughs> Comic Con! Oh, crap, what was the words? Because they rewrote the words to the song Masquerade from Phantom of the Opera. Yes, we are very classy. Um, it was, and, you know, witty and everything you're expecting out of a, a little Comic Con type thing. Amateur production. Uh, we got up there. We performed a little thing. My favorite thing about it, though, was coming off stage. Do you know why I enjoyed coming off stage? Oh, because Eliza Dushka smiled at you? Eliza Dushku was sitting at the bottom of the stairs to come off stage, and she was doing the most professional thing I've ever seen a celebrity do. She was sitting there, she was just lightly clapping and saying, good job, guys, good job. And I was like, whether you actually believe that or not, thank you for being, yeah. you know, for not being above us. Like, oh, these little amateur players. I, I appreciate you taking and recognizing the work of other performers. Yep. I appreciated that. So Eliza Dushku, who already had quite a few points in my book, garnished for, for, a few more. It was that for being pretty. Uh, there, well, some of her, some of that did come from there. I, you know, I admit, but <laughs> she's not unfortunate looking. No, no, I really, uh, and I really enjoy her work in Dollhouse. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Um, okay, what else do we want to talk about? Okay, booths. Um, there were a lot of booths there. It tends to happen. There were a lot. I mean, I was, like you said, this is the first Comic Con I've ever been to. I, I went to Fantasy Con, of course, earlier this summer. But this is the first time I'd ever been to Salt Lake Comic Con, or any Comic Con for that matter. And I was just astounded at how many booths there were. And every single one of them was selling you something. Oh, yeah. Right? And, uh, there, yeah, there's no way really around that. So. What, I found, what I found interesting about all the different booths 
you could find some amazing item like oh you walk by that is so cool i need to come back you know remember this and come back and get it and then you walk down two aisles and there's another shop that has the exact same master sword or the exact same <laughs> shit wait a minute so there's a bit of redundancy here oh yeah there was there was a bit of redundancy but i mean you still you did have your comic vendors and your comic ex- comic exhibitors out there very few of those i gotta say i expected there uh you at a comic con you would expect there to be more than there were yeah the one thing that I was really glad that they did, though, is they've continually grown their artist alley. Yeah, that was good. I really liked wandering that. So, okay, you had uh, your basic uh, groups. You had your artists, comic book vendors, merchandise vendors, um, and then, uh, what would you say, like your corporate vendors? Um, and They were kind of displays. intermixed. They, they would buy no, out and sections. And I'm not, I'm not talking about necessarily like the Xfinity stuff, but um uh, uh weta was there weta um, weta had an amazing display oh, and then yeah. what was the other one the uh what's the park that's coming up here evermore evermore park you know so th- these they're they're not necessarily trying to sell you a bunch of stuff they're just they're kind of um boosting their presence in no, the world i guess weta would be happy to sell you stuff oh they yeah just realize you're going to take a take out a second mortgage to oh do my it. gosh can i just say the the uh, replica of barador was amazing and seven hundred dollars oh, I, I wanted that so bad i was quite sure that if you walked home with that there would be some papers waiting for you to sign it <laughs> <laughs> i know right um speaking of uh buying stuff did you get anything did you walk away with any souvenirs i did not mainly because i had made the decision that if i was going to get something you know there's plenty there that i would have loved to have gotten but if i was going to get something it needed to be something that i could could put up and display or something that would be unique to this experience and i just couldn't convince myself quotes my wife that any of that would be worthwhile right uh, to to put up yet yeah my thing is always wall art that's why i love artist alley because mm-hmm. you know you sometimes you'll find a gem in there somewhere and uh so i got uh the i got a painting version of of um Kate Blanchett kissing Elijah Wood's forehead. We went back and got that. Yeah, well, so I I ended up with my plus ones. I ended up getting my brother and my sister in for free, and they were pretty grateful, so they bought it for me. So, oh, thanks, I guys. See. Um, yeah, so I got that and got my wife some steampunk jewelry because obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, that's you know that's what you do. Hey, she may have found a new passion. You know, it's funny. I uh, I think I was telling you this earlier, but I'll tell everybody else. So cosplay is a big deal. Um, and I like a lot of the costumes. One thing I've never understood is uh, steampunk. I, you know, I, I don't get the appeal, and I could someday if somebody explains it right to me, and you know, I'm, I'll leave the window open for that. But um, it was just the opposite with my wife. My wife is uh, not a nerd, and she came for a few hours on uh, what, Friday, I think, and um, and she, as she's walking around, I, I said, hey, do you like any of the costumes? She goes, well, you know, most of the stuff, I, I don't even know what it is. But I like the steampunk. That's kind of cool. I'm like, really? Who are you? So, <laughs> so I got her some steampunk jewelry. So I, I like the look good. of steampunk stuff. I, I don't understand it either. I am I am vaguely aware of some sort of um, beginnings with the writings of Jules Verne or something like oh, that. Is that what it is? Uh, I'm not entirely sure if that's accurate. There could be a very angry steampunk individual who's listening to this right now going, no, you are a terrible person. Don't you understand? It was whatever. But I believe it has to do with Jules Verne's writings that, that gives us the, the basis for steampunk. Okay. But I've heard that the, um, 
the follow-up to the Mistborn trilogy, the Alloy of Law, yeah. is supposed to be like a steampunk-style universe. You, so, that's what you envision in your mind, yeah. I haven't read it yet, so we'll get there. Um, What else? Uh, oh, costumes. Did you enjoy the costumes? For that, the, yeah, for the most part. I would definitely recommend. I know Craig spent a lot of time. It's really funny. Um, Of the two of us, I, I tend to spend more time doing media stuff, photos and video and other stuff like that outside. But when it came to this uh, Comic-Con... When it came to looking like a pervert. Craig was our go-to man. He had that <laughs> camera out. He was talking to everybody that he could get a good photo of. And got some good photos of some good costumes in there. Um, I tried to get a good variety. That unfortunately meant that I had to stop some of the uh, more scantily clad ladies. <laughs> um, you know, but I, you know, I tried to get all the kids and all the 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 costumes that obviously took hundreds of hours to make, and the mm-hmm. the women who wanted to dress up as poison ivy because they could just put some leaves on their green bra. You know. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so yeah, I tried to get some of everybody. I loved the costumes. That was, um, I yeah, I really enjoyed just watching people, even people who. The reason they went to Comic-Con, the reason they spent a hundred or so dollars to get in for one or more days was so that they could put on their costume, uh, you know, maybe maybe they're dressing up as Elsa or Ariel, or maybe they're dressing up as Batman or something like that. And the reason that they're going is so that little kids and other people will will you know freak out. Oh my gosh, can I take a picture with you? This uh-huh. is great. Yeah, you look fantastic. I I loved that part of Comic Con. I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. Me too. I I was fairly certain though you could, uh, you could throw a rock from any point inside the convention center and either and hit, hit Elsa. Elsa or you could hit a Link. <laughs> one of the two. Oh yeah. You you or a Spider Man. Spider Man. There were really? plenty of Spider Man there. Didn't... Usually that you know they try and do the different variations. Um, did you did you see the um, the cover image that i put or the first image on that gallery that i made on the website yes i did (laughs) it's my sister dressed as link she had an excellent costume by the way um next to so we're walking back to the parking lot on the first day and we passed a gap in the mall and it had the art of dressing normal because that's what you go to the gap to do Uh (laughs) so i had her pose in front of that with her link costume i thought it was i thought it was wonderful it was quite funny i have to say uh my favorite costume that i saw Actually, I didn't see until the last day, the last, like, half hour we were there, just before we got into, I mean, there were some amazing ones in the cosplay mm-hmm. things, but there was one, uh, it was a giant Wally. Oh, yeah, the kid in the wheelchair. There was a kid in a wheelchair, basically, I mean, giant cardboard box from a dryer or whatever right. they've cut out, and they've made the made it into a, a Wally that's a little bit taller than I am. It was, uh, it was probably about, it was around six feet tall. Yeah. from top to bottom and everything and the grill on the front of wally was uh, how he saw out was able mm-hmm. to see out and everything but there was this wonderful wallet even had the little cockroach on it on his shoulder and everything and i thought that is amazing to me not necessarily because the costume itself was somehow you know something out of the ordinary or amazing in and of itself but the fact that it allowed someone who generally probably wouldn't be able to cosplay much to be involved in that yeah you know, I, I have uh, a number of family members who are special needs who aren't able to participate in a lot of things because of that. To see that, it warmed my heart because not only is Wally one of my favorite characters in, in fiction, he is, uh, it, it was nice to see uh, this young that kid get person to do, get, to, get do, to, do that. to be part of it. Yeah, for sure. I think my favorite 
was a tie because I'm a Nintendo guy. There was a, a Princess Zelda and a Princess Peach who both uh, went into the cosplay competition, and I got to chat with them a little bit before that competition started, and they were just amazing costumes. And you, in order to enter the co- the, the costume competition, you had to sorry cosplay. You had to hand make your your uh, costume. Yeah, I have to use the word yes. costume. Sorry. Um, and it's so costume they, they, play. It's okay. You can I use the know, word costume. I know. It just it feels cosplay weird. is the art form. I got yelled at once. So anyway, um, they yeah they so they're both handmade. They're both fantastic, and both of them, it, you know, they're they're young ladies in their what looked like their early twenties or so. Um, but in a in a very non creepy way, I just wanted to take them home and like put them on my mantle. You know, can you just can I just have you at home? That'd be great. Thanks. Yeah, just no, stand there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, rotate for a little while. That's fine. I'm really trying to get it not take that in a creepy <laughs> lotion in the basket type way. <laughs> no, they just I loved their costumes. I think I got both of them up in that gallery. Yeah, you um, do. And so those were my favorites. Uh, they both yeah did a great job so uh how many harley quinns were there so many i have no idea how many elsa's so many um yeah and a ton of links both both dude link and lady link yeah uh, lots of and those. a variation so. of the colors in a lot of groups there was there was oh, a couple the, times the, the group, group cosplay. yeah there With, was uh, i know you got a photo of one of the groups uh, of a group of links that were the red green and blue there was another group that i was really impressed with uh the extent of their cosplay as as a group individually it's like meh but they played the characters from galaxy quest oh yeah 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 sure there there was a group of them that played the aliens and they actually pranced around they were in character all in day. character the whole time <laughs> uh, this is comic-con <laughs> and they had the villains from uh, galaxy quest as well i was like that is commitment to go in as a group Design costumes say, you're this guy, you're this guy, you're this guy. And then the entire day, play it in costume or play in character. Yeah. That's commitment. That's what it's all about, because right? Because even those, if you're playing in character while you're cosplaying, you're probably getting made fun of still by a few people. And that takes, it takes a little bit of courage to be willing to commit to that. Right. So most, for the most part, the costumes were great. There were a few where it's, uh, it was obvious this was an excuse to uh, dress down, shall we say. Um but you know i was thinking about that while we were there people were complaining a few times oh this isn't family friendly enough this Fine. isn't i will no longer wear my speedo tarzan outfit to comic con <laughs> um just well never mind uh so many jokes um and an image that you will never get out of your head <laughs> that's not true at all uh so there was how was i saying oh yeah a thought occurred to me when you go to a comic book convention you need to shift your paradigm there will be people there dressed uh, in in ways that you would not dress, right? Mm-hmm. And the the only comparison that I could think of on the spot was uh, a swimming pool or the beach. You know, uh, dudes wearing just shorts, women in bikinis, and and we expect that, and we understand that's what we're going to find there. And you you know either enjoy it or tune it out. You know, whatever your cup of tea is, um, and. That's what you got to do at a Comic-Con. If you want to go to a Comic-Con, you're going to see these things. And if you find it objectionable, that's fine. Stay home uh, and or, or go and don't complain. Uh, and if you're there, uh, you know, yeah, just enjoy yourself. 
yeah, you don't, you know, I, I, I guess I just don't everybody get your knickers up in a twist over some of the cosplay stuff. I think that the general rule of thumb with it is if it's something you're concerned about, have an open dialogue and discussion with those you'd be concerned about it with. If it's you yourself personally, then you need to make your own decision about where you're going. If you're concerned about kids or things like that, open dialogue, discussion with your kids and knowing what's going on. a marvelous thing. You know, letting them know, you know, what your family standards are, what you think, and, and, you know, do it that way. Don't expect the, don't expect the world to bend around your, your own personal standard. So. Here, here. Thus saith the legendarium. Um, panels, I didn't really go to many. I went to a couple. I was in one. It was wildly successful. Um, did you go? I mean, you went to a few. We we both went, went to Brandon Sanderson's uh, panel on magic systems. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I went to that one. I went to one that was uh, X-Men versus Avengers, which was the most misnamed panel in the entire series, in, you know, at least that I was aware of. Because while it was presented as going to be a smackdown between two of the greatest... Uh, superhero groups ever to be created it was more of a well this is why marvel is doing a good doing well with their their movie series while you know the x-men series is struggling a little bit here and there it's like no 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 i came in here to hear cyclops walks into a room with thor the two of them go at it who walks out alive that's what i came here to see that would be wonderful and guess what you didn't give me any of that but other than that i did go also to uh the simon helberg panel um and the man was... Who is he? Simon Helberg is... Uh, he plays Howard Wallowitz in The Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. He is also uh, Moist, the henchman in Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Right. Uh, he's, he's got a number of other film credits uh, to his name. But the fact is, uh, he, was, uh, he was... He was funny, um, but he was also genuinely an awkward individual. Yeah. It's one of those things where you looked at him uh, and you kind of thought, Howard's not that far from you in reality, is it? Is he? Um, you know, you're not as creepy or as uh, maybe sex crazed, but you're definitely a, an a, awkward dude. an awkward person. Um, I went to, uh, I went to. Oh shoot, what's the name of the guy? He played Lex Luthor in Smallville. Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum. If you're Rosenbaum. a fan of Michael Rosenbaum, allow me to um, encourage you to stop being a fan of Michael Rosenbaum. Now, that's just my take. But I was there snapping a few photos, and uh, and he was a jerk to his fans. That made me mad. Like, you were talking about Eliza Dushku kind of, uh, you know, being a, a good professional person and, and a decent human being and enjoying that. He was... People would go up and ask him a question, and, you know, some of the questions were kind of ridiculous. But that's that's the whole point. It's, you know... That's what these people come to Comic-Con for. And every time somebody would ask a question, he would make faces at the audience behind their back. And uh, I was just, I did not love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you uh, if you loved that guy's portrayal of Lex Luthor, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I thought he did a good job there. But uh, yeah, if you think that, um, you know that, that old saying, never meet your idol. If he's your idol, please don't meet him. <laughs> so um, anyway, yeah, panels, they're not the reason I go to to a, a convention i'll be honest they're becoming the reason that i do really yeah it's the the thing about it is for the most part uh especially with the celebrity guests it's um they're saying things that i can go see on the dvd or on youtube or whatever and you know i just i don't feel the need it's mm-hmm. not like i'm personally interacting with them so i you know i i really enjoyed um 
moderating panels at FantasyCon. Yeah. That was a fun time. But uh, attending panels, depending on the subject, um, isn't my cup of tea. Now, Matt Woolley, who I mentioned before, we're having him back. We've had him before on, on the podcast. He did some panels at uh, FantasyCon that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at, the subject matter is something I like. So I guess my I guess if I backtrack a little bit, it's not that panels aren't my cup of tea. It's that celebrities aren't my cup of tea. You know, yeah. I can I can see that. For me, it's uh, I understand that same that same idea. There, there's very little information you're going to gain from these things because most people are walking up. What was your favorite episode to shoot? <laughs> right. Uh, what was the funniest thing that happened on set? Who pulled the best pranks? I mean, there's a list of like 10 questions that pretty much every celebrity who does these Comic-Con things. They've got their answer. I've ready got for a canned it. answer to it ready. And, you know, yeah. you know, I, I was, um, I would, if I ever, if I ever hit the grandiose level of celebrity. Oh, you will with this podcast. Yeah. Just get ready. Um, when that happens, I, I think that we'll do like a family feud thing where I've got a, a list of 10 things that I bring up. And if you ask one of the 10 questions, I'm going to slide off the board and be like, Hey, you got number three. Here's the answer. And I'll just hand him a piece of paper with the answer. out. you know, we'll read this out loud or whatever. And that'll be kind of a jerk thing to do. And no one will want to come to my panels anymore. <laughs> You'll be the new Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah. But actually the, the reason that I, the, the one thing about celebrity panels that I enjoy is not necessarily finding out like new bits of information. Every now and then you get some good stories. Um, it's learning how these celebrities interact and getting a, a look into what they might be as individuals. For example, Alan Tudyk. Mm-hmm. I am a big fan of his work. Um, yes, I love him in Firefly, but my biggest thing with him is his voice work. He is a very, very distinguished voice actor. He's very good at it. Um, and... To watch him interact with people, what he would do is he had people come up, sit with him, and he said, you get to ask me a question, I get to ask you a question, and then I'm going to give you something from a bag full of crap that I brought from my house. Um, That's the censored version of what he brought. Yeah. He he did not bring a bag of crap, and it was very funny throughout the entire time. Oh, and let me go give you some. So, I'm trying to keep our podcast from being explicit, so. (laughs) Uh, But to watch him interact and ask people questions and... To do that. It was very much, yeah, he was playing and having fun with people. And that read more to me about him as an individual and as a celebrity than any information that he was giving out. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I can get that kind of just basking in the personality. Yes. Yeah. Are you, are you a total terrible person or are, are you a celebrity in the way that we think of celebrities or are you a good person who just happened to get really, you know, famous, famous, right? Um, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to, I think, our last little bit here um fantasy con versus comic con the uh, major smackdown well yeah. the movie series for fantasy con is better <laughs> um so just in in one word yes or no did you prefer comic con to fantasy con that is not fair that is <laughs> uh, that's not a fair it's essentially asking you know which child is your favorite right now that's easy for me i only have the one um you'll always be my favorite emmett no matter what happens with any other children um you're on record yeah i'm on record now uh okay so you're not going to give me a yes or no answer you're there are are obviously a politician in training no there are aspects of each that i would take over the other there are aspects of each one that i so um with 
with Comic Con over Fantasy Con, what is the number one thing that you liked um, Comic Con for? The number one thing for Comic Con? Yep. Uh, the celebrities they brought in. Okay. And the. I would say that there was a wider variety of merchandise options there. Okay. All right. Even though I made fun a little bit earlier about it being very repetitive, there was plenty of options there 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 was plenty of room to be repetitive yeah there so i i think that for the most part right now comic-con's bringing the bigger name pop culture celebrities Mm -hmm. now niche celebrities fantasy con had more of the had a better fit there um but in terms of those two things like if i wanted to go see some celebrities if i wanted to go buy something i'm more inclined to go do so at comic-con than i probably would at fantasy con right if i and so i'll take the other side of it yeah fantasy con over comic-con if i were to pick something that i liked there more than i liked at uh, comic-con it was the atmosphere uh they they promised and delivered a different experience now i at the time i didn't have anything to compare it to now i do what i have to compare it to is uh one of the one or uh, one of the two or three biggest comic cons in north america um but fantasy con what they promised was that kind of more immersive uh experience the um, the atmosphere the ambiance whatever you want to call it they really delivered on that um they they claimed and i i think i think truthfully so they claimed to have uh, kept a lot of booths out so that they would you'd have room to walk around and room for the performances room for the you know the interaction um, and I liked that. Comic-Con was just packed in every way. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was packed. And so, for my money, and that's, that's for me, more than panels, that's what uh, the conventions were this summer. It, it was the floor. Uh, getting to walk around the floor, seeing the booths, the artists, um, the costumes, that sort of thing. That's what I liked uh, being in. You know, even though I, I hate crowds. I hate crowds a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, even at Comic-Con, I really enjoyed being out on the floor, surrounded by just, you know, nerdery as far as the eye can see. Loved it. Um, but I loved it more at, at Fantasy-Con. Mm-hmm. I thought they I thought they really did a great job there. If there's one, if there's one thing that I think that I would love to see Comic-Con take on a little bit more, um, Fantasy-Con did something when you walked in the door. There was, uh, you walked through the entrance, there was a couple of... The big statues. Big statues to me too. Yeah. But there was music playing. Yeah, that music. was a that was a cool. You walked feature. in and you felt a level of adventure and of high adventure and excitement from that moment. You walk adventure. in adventure. Hey, excitement. Hey, sorry. <laughs> For those of you who didn't catch what just happened there, Master Yoda over here. You know, most of you should have. But a Jedi seeks not, not these things. things. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Um, anyway, I would yeah, love no, if, I would love to see Comic Con add just a little. There's a few things that you can do in terms of ambiance. You can have some have some Danny Elfman, John Williams, have some of those things playing if you can. I know that there's issues with royalties or whatever, but have some or just commission playing. commission something. I mean, you're yeah, you're, you're Comic Con. Believe me, you had 120 plus thousand people attend. You can afford it. Yeah. You know, commission someone to to have some music playing so that your first few minutes in are sets a different tone than just a bustling convention center. Yeah. So when uh, that was, it's something I remarked on in our fantasy con review, and I'll I'll uh, reiterate this: the third day of fantasy con, I walked in on Saturday, 
And I wasn't sure that I wanted to be there, but I ended up breathing a sigh of relief as soon as I walked through the doors because of exactly what you're talking about. Um, and so if I can paint a picture, you're you're walking through the door at FantasyCon and there's two huge statues. They were, what, 15 feet tall. They're there to greet you. There's music playing. There's kind of colored lights and smoke machines and, you know, this uh, this great little feature. There's a, a, for lack of a better word, red carpet. There's, there's this rug that is running into, you know, the entrance to uh, FantasyCon. And the first thing you do if you walk in a straight line is you walk into this artist alley where they'd commissioned several huge and wonderful fantasy paintings and that's that's kind of what you're greeted with and then you can go off to the sides of that and explore the artist's alley before you even get to the vendor's booths Mm -hmm. um whereas yeah comic-con you walk in and the first thing you're hit with is fluorescent lights crowd noise and vendors shaking their wares at you right yeah so um yeah so there's there is something about that grand entrance yeah and that's i know a lot of the the little critiques we're giving you know it may make it sound like oh i'm not sure i want to go to this it's a it's an overly crowded you you will have a you will have a good time an experience there. I, I won't say good time because um depending on uh, i talked about this when we did fantasy con i'm learning how to do conventions right you have to approach them differently than you would than just window shopping at a mall or something like that you know, that's why I'm getting into the panels. That's why I'm getting into things like that. If you go to Comic-Con, you will find... If you go to Comic-Con and you look to have a good experience, go through, you know, if you have an iPhone, download their app. It's free. Put together your own schedule of panels you want to go see, things you want to do. And you know what? Save a little money on the side to find something in there that would be unique and interesting to you. If you're a huge fan of something, try and find something you're willing to spend the money on um, because there's something there. there. There's something there for everyone who wants, you know, who would wants to be able to have a piece of Comic-Con to take home. Yep. Agreed. So. Um, anyway, so that that's all that I wanted to say in, in review of it. And now, one question that I... This is going to be kind of out, out of left field because we didn't talk about this yet. But something that I, that I want to run by you. Conventions in general, uh, with with all that they entail, what do you think that this does for uh for the you know the nerd the quintessential nerd who loves video games and doesn't get out much you know why why is this so popular because i i'm a huge nerd i hate crowds um and i love these conventions i have a great time at them i you know i if my happy place is uh, sitting on my couch watching tv or sitting at my computer playing StarCraft or, you know, or especially right behind this microphone, you know, mm-hmm. but away from the crowds, away from the people, that's my happy place. But I love these conventions. Why is that? What is it about somebody who loves sci-fi and fantasy and comic books that draws them to these conventions? The short answer is community, um, not the TV series, although I do enjoy that. Community in the sense that we find out that we're not alone in our appreciation of this special worlds that exist, that there are other people who want to inhabit this world. And some of them are hot. <laughs> <laughs> we know, we know why Craig wants a community I'm in there. I'm kidding. Um, but it, that, that's the really our whole panel that we were planning on talking about uh, for the podcast was we were going to talk about the, 
change in geek culture from you know a couple uh, decades yeah. ago till now that I've that never really formulated or, or materializes the word I'm looking for. Um, the answer is is the fact that we as as a nerd slash geek community have found each other via the internet via uh, events like this that have allowed us to come together and say, hey, look, we have shared interests in Star Trek. We have a shared interest in Star Wars and in these comic books and in all these characters. And it's it's reassuring us that we're not necessarily crazy for liking a character who wears a cape and wears spandex clothing or whatever. I read a, an, a couple articles after Comic-Con and uh, they were talking about how big of an, an audience they had they had over 120,000 people making it the second largest Comic-Con in the United States. Um, by by a pretty narrow margin. Yeah, San Diego is 130,000. Uh, that's that's their, their attendance numbers. Salt Lake's over 120. So San Diego's watching, looking over its back, and that's one of the reasons why... I there were some legal issues. They're fighting their legal battles right now. Um, anyway. Uh, but I was reading some articles, and I went down, and I generally don't go into comment sections unless I want to come out feeling like crap later. And I went into com- the comment section and was interested to see a couple of different people posting on there. Things like, doesn't anyone else find it odd that adults are dressing up like this or shouldn't they be more focused on... Shouldn't your- they be mowing the lawn? Shouldn't they be focused on more adult things and have let things go? You know, this the dressing up and all that, it's for kids. It's not for adults. Why do that? And I read that comment, I read those comments, and I went, no, you've missed the whole point of everything that we're celebrating with this. The The whole point of all this here is the fact that there are stories that we learn from, things that we can that we do. We're not necessarily not adults because we appreciate things that we got in our childhood. We've taken what we value from them and carried it with us through all these years, and they still mean something to us now. Yeah. Um, I like this idea of community. I would... I would add to that that for for me, and I hope for a lot of people, um, uh, a convention like this, Comic-Con, Fantasy-Con, Dragon-Con, whatever it is, uh, this could be a great reminder, like you said, that you're not alone. Uh, that there are a lot of people who are into the same thing that you're into. Uh, now, I don't think it's true that 50 million Elvis can't, fans can't be wrong, right? Like just because lots of people love it doesn't make it worthwhile but lots of people being into something means that maybe there maybe there is something to that maybe there's a reason that we're all drawn to these uh these stories uh these characters and it's worth it's worth considering and i think that's the whole point of this podcast as a whole you know not not just this cast but the legendarium podcast as a whole the the point of it is um you know, exploring why why is this stuff worth our time? And so with these conventions, I think it at least points us to the fact that there is something to explore. I don't think these conventions are the place to explore them necessarily, um, but it's a great place to, yeah, like you said, just get into that community and get re-energized and realize that, uh, that yeah, it's okay that you love Deadpool or yeah. that you love... Uh, what Superman celebrate what you know celebrate uh, the things that you've come to grow and care about and then find something new that's what you should do at every mm. comic con yeah, is find those just find that thing reinforce your love and find something new so I think my love for Zelda was reinforced 
Um, and I think my new thing would be steampunk. Not not that I automatically love it, but I, I feel like there's something there, and maybe I would enjoy it more if I explored it. Mm-hmm. So, what about you? Um, obviously, my love for Star Wars and a number of other things were, were reinforced there. I was really quite interested in... Um, I, I paid more attention to some of the different artists and their style of work, uh, which got me interested in, in some of the graphic design work I do and got me inspired to do some things. All right. So that's, I took some inspiration from the artists. (laughs) Say that word one more time. Inspirations. (laughs) Flip a coin, Roy. You have a choice. The voicers are poi. Wow. Okay. Um, So that's, I think that's all that I wanted to say. Shall we sign off? Yeah, we're already long-winded enough. If they're still awake by the time we get this. I know, right? I've put myself to sleep. Um, You guys, thank you uh, again for listening. Uh, We will be back next week with Mistborn. and. Oh, I'm I can't even tell you how excited I am for this. This book is so good we don't have to soothe you into reading it. What? That's Oh right. gosh. I hate you so much. If you, you if you've read it if you've read it, you get it. Everyone groaned who read it. Oh, like Oh I wanna punch you so much. That's um, rioting, not soothing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, get excited for that. Um get excited for the Matt Woolley podcast with comic books and kids' brains. Uh, And we will see you there. Uh, Don't forget to go to the website. Check out the Cosplay Gallery. We're going to have a few write-ups on Comic-Con there. um, And enjoy the website. We are really building up quite an archive of uh, episodes to listen to. So if you've missed anything, I know that iTunes only keeps the last 20 episodes or so. Uh, So if you've missed anything, you will find it at thelegendarianpodcast.com. But if you subscribe to it, you can still get the older episodes. That's true. That's true. Uh, Anyway, we will talk to you guys later. See you, Ryan. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Legendarium Podcast. Make sure you take a minute to subscribe to us on iTunes and now on Stitcher Radio. Like us on Facebook and check out our fantastic website at thelegendariumpodcast.com.